we're back. Hey, hey. hey. Hello. How's everybody doing? <clears throat> don't don't answer once. Uh, oh my God, good, good, good. good. <laughs> <We're fine. laughs> that was that was awkward. Uh, but uh, hey, uh, good to be hey, here. It's not D and D if there's not a little bit of social awkwardness. <laughs> all right, I mean, you're bringing like all of the nerdiest people together yeah. and forcing them to perform. <laughs> there, there are bound to be some moments. Uh, That's why there's got to be somebody like me to you know help you guys out. <laughs> That's what it is. The cool one. <laughs> the cool one. Right. What would we do right. without the cool you? One. That's uh, your high school high school pick now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he nominated Fair the enough. cool one, right? Yeah. Fair enough. I managed to ask someone, uh, I think through Facebook, like well, what what they uh found appealing um, about the podcast and, and they said, we seemed so authentic, like we were just a group of friends playing D and D. And I'm like, well, it's that's really hard to, it's really hard to keep that up, but we do it for you. <laughs> well, if it wasn't for all those riders you had in your contract, <laughs> Alar. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think, uh, I think people maybe uh, overestimate how much uh, effort and scripting and stuff that goes into this. It's like none, virtually none. <laughs> we, we don't need to talk about the episode beforehand. We nope. We just play. We just play. We maybe have thirty seconds of a reminder before we start recording of where we left <laughs> off, and oh, yeah. um, and then and then the hour after it with Jerry scolding us. It's really <laughs> that's the brutal part. Uh, you're making me look bad, guys. <laughs> the end of the last session, we're supposed to be reporting to Hayden, and you're like, you know, you're gonna tell him all the stuff, and you go, know, like, what else do we know? I mean, I've got like scribbles here. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah the legions. Those, Kaz and Core and yeah, those. Yep. Some- <laughs> I'll give you some names. You figure it out, Hayden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a lot. There's a lot. There's, There's a, a lot. lot going on, and I am trying to take notes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what the? Yeah, my notes I, make no sense at this point. Yeah, I really thought that this was a, a simpler storyline than the previous season. No, and then. Uh, I actually like started scaling it back. And then this, this past couple of episodes, I'm like either everything's just hitting right now, or there's just a lot going on. A lot of threads coming together right now, but uh, yeah, it was kind of information overload last time. I hope our listeners were able to uh, follow along, but basically I think you guys did a uh, deep dive into our character psyche and motivation. This is an important thing. (laughs) That's right. We did. That was good. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was good. It was helpful for me to see where you guys were coming from a little bit more. And uh, sometimes I think you need to do that, especially when we are uh, really all remote and trying to have a show and trying to remember every couple of weeks where we left off and what our characters are dealing with. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's a hard thing to do when you guys are, I think, doing a great job. So, and we've clarified that we don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> why why so, would we? I don't want to so, hear myself. I don't. Right. No. So I will tell you when I get stressed out though, with all the information coming at me, my notes end up starting just to be me drawing little forest. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See? Yeah. That's we didn't even nice. know. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, uh, it's, 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 I don't like, like writing information down, but yeah, I got like oh. pages. Of it. It's just like, Okay, where did I sketch? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm uh, notoriously bad for taking notes uh, unless it's like loot. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what what I have. Um, Storyline notes, tough to do. Uh, The worst feat anybody can pick as a DM is keen mind because it means that they can remember everything <laughs> from like the last three months. Uh-huh. And so when someone's like, Oh, I've got key mind. What did I remember? You know, yeah. you're like, Oh, geez, <laughs> oh why? I forgot what you remembered. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not your notes, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, oh, you guys well, are. I'm writing that down. Keen, keen mind. mind. It's a feat. We keen all mind. need to get that. Let you know where north is when the sun's going to set. That, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Uh, well, you guys are learning a lot, doing a great job with it. That's that's all that really matters. And, and hopefully uh, it's a. Uh, a little entertaining for people listening. If not, well, you know, we apologize for that, uh, but <laughs> we'll try to get better. Uh, we always appreciate feedback and you are welcome to leave it. Uh, and we will work, work on what we can. And, um, but I think from my point of view, you guys are doing great stories moving along and uh, I, you know, probably should take a moment here to give a shout out to our buddy Lev, who has been a long time, uh, by long time, I mean several months, uh, supporter of uh, the podcast and uh, really somebody who's uh, active on the Facebook page and leaves comments. And uh, man, I just don't know what we would do without people like Lev making this all possible. Um, I, I mean, I think I know what I would do. We would probably continue on and I would just be a lot poorer, but, uh, Lev, you really make it easier for us to, you know, focus on putting the story together, having fun, uh, doing this game, having this adventure and people like Lev, uh, please, uh, you know, accept our humble, humble thanks for making this all possible. Uh, very much appreciated. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Thank you. So uh, if you want to be like Lev and who doesn't, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash dungeon patrol and give us a buck or two. And uh, you know, if you have better things to do again, I'm going to encourage you to do those other things. Uh, You can also go to dungeonpatrol.com and there should be a Patreon button on there and that will take you to the same place. So, that's and all hopefully, I have. Jerry, you won't have to continue living in a garden shed with black curtains behind you. <laughs> Is it, does it look like a garden shed? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, at one of these points, you're going to actually put up your 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 backdrop. Uh, like some like some the last time. episode of the campaign. Yeah, the last episode, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we we talked about me needing a, a computer upgrade and a background upgrade, and so I need lots of upgrades, uh, you know, across the board, probably, but. Hopefully we'll get there and I'm still hopeful that someday we'll return in person and you know, the need for backdrops will not, not be quite as, as necessary. I don't know. Maybe have you come up with a cure yet? Looking at you, Alar. No for, um, I don't know. Cure like pandemics. Like yeah. <laughs> We're worried about lycanthropy right now. <laughs> That's their main focus. Yeah. Well, that's good because like we've said before, 
we're sort of tired of this campaign uh, being mimicked by real life. Uh, oh, you know what I've heard is great for uh, lycanthropy is hydro- hydroxy. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Rhaegar should start taking that. Start down. taking that. Literally. That was too soon. Too That's soon. Gone. Too soon. We're just going to quarantine Kragar, and so it's going to be yeah. just a show with just Kragar quarantined, yeah. and then uh, we're going to be what? the three of us. Go with us and a show with like, him. Yep. Two. Yeah. Well, I guess it's just one day a month. I mean, how is it? Yeah, how bad is it? Yeah. It basically says through the full moon. But is it like just, you know, the one day of the full moon? Or is it like. It's usually three days. Like three days? Yeah. 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 That's a long time. That's a long time. Cuts into your social plans quite a bit. But But it's just like at night, though, of those three days. That's what I thought. Yeah. I, it's a little, a little unclear in in the in the monster manual. Yeah, I uh, I love the fact that you're still giving this, uh, or maybe it's like <laughs> fatalism. Like you know, you're not going to make it in time. I don't well, know. You know outside of that little three days where you become, you know, a murderous monster, <laughs> there's a lot of pros. <laughs> yeah, there are some pros there. I get it, Craigar, but. You got to see it from our shoes too. Then we got to deal with a were rat, a rat. I mean, wolves are cool. I'd be more, co- you know, cool with wolves. Well, I mean, to be fair, yes, that would not have been my first choice out of war creatures. I mean, uh, I'm already dex dex class, so I don't get a stat boost. I mean, a tiger. Now I could have embraced. Yeah, a tiger. <laughs> uh, would have got a string buff. Okay, okay. I would have got pounded. <laughs> Let's move on. Dream it. Uh, Our quest to find the, the were tigers. That's. Uh, you guys are cool and all, but is there a syndicate made of were tigers? <laughs> or were were bears? Were bears? Wait, wait, wait. Just looking. Yeah. Well, there's the reason we need to leave Badger Hand. You know, that could be a, a <laughs> were bear. Yeah. That would really assist <laughs> wear bear bug. Bye. Wear bear bug. Uh, <laughs> well, this is a wonderful uh, Brilliant stuff. conversation. Yeah. It's really and good stuff. Uh, yeah. lots of possibilities there. So, uh, Alar, uh, Brother Alar, would you please lead us in this week's recap? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love that. Alar and the Grateful Undead discussed their plans and allegiances and decided to return to Bleakstone. They escaped Old Town just in time and in the process discovered an alliance between the Dark Run Syndicate and the Gladiators. They took their information back to Hayden, who took their story and asked them to investigate the Peck and Wimby warehouse nearby. What will they find there? Find out on Dungeon Patrol. Nice. Very well done again, Alar. I just so, hacked that together in the last minute. So. <laughs> just off the top of your head. Uh, Keen mind, my friends. Keen, keen mind. mind. Uh, so, yeah, you guys uh, had this big conversation with Hayden. Hayden, you know, shared some info with you, and he took off to go conduct uh, his uh, census counting fires and trying to estimate how many people are actually left in the doomed city of Badrigan. So, what are you guys going to do? You're going to head to Peck and Wimby? Correct. I think we were yeah. going to stay the night at the uh, Chandler shop then. What's in the yeah. afternoon? 
Yeah, it's kind so, of late afternoon, and it's close by. But so yes, you want to go there at night? Because we can take it eight-hour rest. I mean, a full rest. I don't know when the last time we took one, but it doesn't have to be during the night. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know if you wanted to say I was taking a short rest so I could get some stuff features back. Yeah, I would I would definitely like us to take a short rest. If we want to take a long rest, that's fine, but you know, let's at least do a short rest. Yeah, I guess I don't have a sense of how much time passed or what we you know, it seems like we started the day fresh. We did the sewers, we wandered around and we went back, but like did that take all day or was that just like yeah, you are basically when you uh, walked back into the Chandler shop with Haydn, it's probably, you know, mid-afternoon, late afternoon. Uh, and so you were definitely hungry, uh, good to get a meal in. Uh, you can take a short rest here or you could say we're just going to set up shop. But um, he uh, let you know that the, the you know, P&W warehouse district is just a couple of blocks that that away towards the the sea toward the boatyards well since tris knows the area well enough i would i mean would you say say going during the night or during the the day i mean as far as far as i know we should be fine now well it sounds like we can get there. In the so evening, like, it's not that big a deal it's yeah how far is it a couple blocks Couple blocks. Couple blocks. So we take a short rest and we just go traipsing over there. Yeah. If you guys just wanted to scope it out, that's that's totally fine. Uh, Come back the next day. Do we get our new abilities? Oh, yeah. Good call. Uh, You guys are now level three. What? So uh, that's big, big, exciting news. Yes. Uh, Anybody get anything cool? Just yeah, I've got my thoughts. bar to college. Oh, that's right. You got your college and you got your fighting, right? All of you got something special except for me and third level. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. You didn't get anything. I mean, I got, I get a second level. So mm-hmm. yeah. ah, nice. thought that seems sort of sad the way you started. Uh... What kind of fighting background did you go? Oh, I'm fine. What kind of fighting <laughs> background did you get to there, Tress? Um, now I just forgot the name of it. The martial archetype or like the eldritch or oh, battle, oh, master? battle master. That's, that's, that's what it's called. Okay. Battle master. You get the martial art kind of stuff. I, I wanted to do scout, but I couldn't, it wasn't on. It wouldn't load it. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't on D and D beyond. So, well, I mean, you could choose it for yourself and add the abilities. That's what I had to do for my college. It wasn't loading up. So I just oh, really? added, added the abilities for myself. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's strange. Mm. Weird. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give a, Battlemaster a shot. I get uh, superiority dice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I yeah, have yeah. three special maneuvers. That's fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is fun. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's good info for me. Um, I'm not telling you what my special maneuvers are. <laughs> no. I use them, though. <laughs> I can't wait to see I figured. Uh, what college do you attend? I'm of the College of Glamour. Oh, of course. Mm. Of course. So my favorite is my mantle of inspiration where, this may be hard to believe, I become even more attractive, so radiant that I inspire all of you in battle. (laughs) Wow. I'm not going to ask the rogue because that's just offensive to ask a rogue. Yeah. Secret. Yeah, he can't tell you. 
I mean, talk about the campaign being mimicked by real life, right? You know, you'll know, you'll know when you see it. <laughs> Hopefully, you won't see it. Uh, uh, that's true. Yeah, or you don't live to tell about it. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Well, very, very cool. Uh, level three, um, a little bit uh, sturdier. Uh, take a little oh, more of a beating. That's good. Well, that's not the point, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. So you guys are going to take a short rest to eat yeah. your meal and uh, head on over to the P&W warehouses. Let's do it. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Okay. So a meal has been taken. You guys get uh, get restored, feel uh, a little more yeah. vigorous. Feel so much better. <laughs> rested. And you take off uh, outside of Hacklow's candle shop and you cross uh, eventually you, uh, you know, go across the courtyard. Uh, there's a square, um, across, uh, or a block of down from the candle shop, uh, which you, uh, scurry across, you know, quite a few people out and about, um, uh, in, in the evening. But as you get closer, uh, to the warehouse area, uh, you end up crossing a, main thoroughfare and right across from this uh, artery that runs through the side of town uh, is a large cluster of buildings. Um, you're not sure exactly because uh, whether they're P&W buildings um, from across the street because they all seem to have been, you know, pretty heavily damaged by fires. Uh, most of them have been burned down uh, some of just blackened shells uh, with piles of rubble uh, in the center. Um, and it's seems very, uh, very grim. Um, and uh, you're making your way around the side and you finally see one of the structures, the P&W logo with the crossed pickaxe and hatchet. And so you know you're in the right spot, but it appears that most of it has been destroyed by the bombardment from the Dreadgate. There is a small road that runs in, sort of in in between these buildings that make up this kind of PNW uh, facility, and uh, you know you can take a closer look if you want. Or go back to your shelter, or whatever. That's what we're that's what we're here for. So the you said the yeah. one there's one building that seems to be more left than others. Well, there are walls, um, you know, and this just happens to be a you know a partially soot covered logo painted on one of the standing walls that's uh, still up. But all the buildings are pretty pretty much, you know, like they've been engulfed, uh, total losses. Um, there may be, as you wander through this, there may be other buildings, uh, further in, um, that are more intact, but you'd have to go get a little closer. We will get closer then. Yes. Well, this is it. So I guess we go in. This is why we're here. I like we're it. Stay, stay cautious and alert and, and <clears throat> hands on weapon hilts and. Okay. So as you wander in between the buildings, you feel the air is just very still. Uh, your proximity to the sea, uh, 
makes a, you know, kind of like an evening thaw, fog start to creep in and get thicker as you wander farther uh, along this path between these ruined structures. The smell of smoke and the damp air makes your lungs feel really heavy. Uh, ahead, past the structure with the logo on it, um, you wandered down a, another ash and rain-covered, you know, cobblestone path, and really only hearing the distant crash of thunderous waves and the creaking and groaning of scorched metal and wood. As you round the corner, you think you see light up ahead, and you realize that it's getting darker, you know, between these, you know, walls that are still standing, the fog that has creeped in from the uh, sea, and the fact that it's now evening time, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's starting to get dark, and you can definitely see that there is light up around the corner. And I am going to... Oh, the map. Put, put this on the old map for you, and here you go. Let me know when you can see it. Nope, nope, nope. Not yet, not yet. I see not it. yet. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you have to okay. zoom out a bit. Yeah, you're down at the bottom of the map, mm-hmm. and you might have to move yourself. I noticed a little bugginess with the lighting. See it? See, somebody's okay. moving around. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm not seeing anything. It's just really? black. Really? Mm-hmm. Down to the bottom left. Do you have Fagora on or? Let yeah, me check here. All the way out until you see the. I am zoomed all the way out. Zoom yeah. far. <laughs> far I, can't. I see Alar moving. Do it. Oh, I can move Alar. Mm-hmm. You could. Don't move me. Why, why are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you people are crazy. Okay, crazy. everyone's moving Alar. Very funny, but I still can't see any. Can't see. Me too. Me too. Okay. I can't see anything around. Nope. Oh, weird. Okay. Well, this was my first vision? attempt new, doing the. Oh, are you doing the dynamic lighting stuff? Yeah, the dynamic oh, lighting. Oh, it. Yeah, it's a pain in the behind. Is it? Okay. I've tried to. Yes, I've tried to use. I, I've just been using showing area because it's been really tough for me. I can send you a. a I'll send you a. A uh, little thing of how to fix it because it's kind of weird. Yeah, I fiddled with it a little bit, and uh, I was uh, a little uh, frustrated with it. It wasn't working right, but I thought it was just my computer. So yeah. um, I'm going to see that now. Oh, now it's coming up. Yeah, I turned everything off, so you should be able to see it. it should look very foggy, um, hazy. And you can see the burnt out structures and you're walking along a path of some sort. Yes. Okay. You want to try to share this on the, uh, Oh yeah. Good. Good point. Um, I will try to share it and so people can see what we're looking at here. And, um, there we go. Now shared. Uh, we did have someone specifically request that we share the maps. Um, and so 
hopefully this, uh, this is satisfying, although it does look extra foggy. I didn't mean it to look this foggy, but you get the sense that Mm -hmm. it's, uh, I can see it gloomy, Mm -hmm. very gloomy and murky. So you guys are walking along and then what? Then I walk some more. <laughs> okay. So you're marching along the path. You can uh, go as as much or as little as you want. And um, I peek around the corner. Okay. You want to go ahead there, Craig? Yep. So I'm, I'm suspecting that if you guys are watching me share my screen here, that you're going to see everything that's uh, coming up. So, um, yeah, that's a good point. So you just need to make sure you zoom in enough that we can't see everything that's coming up. (laughs) Oh, no, nope, nope. nope. (laughs) I I saw something, Jerry. Did you, did you get a peek? I got Uh, a peek. Uh, So we could, we could practice with that. I mean, it says one of us could share our screen. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's probably better. That makes sense. Okay. I'm going to stop it and you guys can share. And then I don't have to worry about you. uh, Exactly. Seeing what's behind the curtain. That's brilliant. All right. Do it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, don't. it's awkward again. It says host disabled screen sharing. Oh, okay. Well, it's even more awkward. This is why. <laughs> it's like it's like a lesson. Yeah. How to entertainment? It's yeah. entertainment right now. It is. It really like, is. Bob uh, Ross, if you would. Uh, it's something. All right. I don't know. You're uh, learning about roll twenty. You're learning about Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, it's just added I, value for our listeners. I like that added value. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've disabled anything, but mm, uh, I'm assuming yeah. it's, it's going to be under security. All righty. Uh, well, we will uh, so figure that have, out. Okay. I mean, you should have a little up arrow or a little. Okay, I got it. Right Try it now. All right, there we go. I am a computer genius. So let's you get a job in that field. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make any money DMing. That's for sure. That's <laughs> uh, okay. Let's just uh, cut out that it. whole part of that episode. There we go. There you go. Ta-da. Yay. Ta-da. That's okay. Great. So you guys can march along in this uh, kind of gloomy, walkway between these um, shells of these warehouses. But you said we saw light. You did see light up ahead. Uh, and so can we, can you give us a little? Yeah, I obviously where? would have been more if I had the lighting uh, working, but uh, you can see me. light up here. <laughs> yeah, isn't it weird that, uh, I mean, I've sent all of you guys to the same same everything so it's kind of strange um from up there yep you see that Mm -hmm. yep all right so So, um, should we assume that anybody here shouldn't be here it's possible you know there obviously would be a lot of uh workers and employees and uh stuff in the that uh you know 
managed a facility like this. Well, so, in a technical sense, we shouldn't be here. Yeah. But we don't count. But it's, uh, should I sneak up? I think I count very much, Craig. Uh, Tris, are you familiar <laughs> with where we are right now? Um, like, so not so much. I mean, I didn't work for them for very long and. Yeah. You, you probably met them in old town. They have, uh, like an office and a little store, uh, in old town. And this is kind of, you know, behind the scenes, warehouse distribution, all of that sort of thing. Maybe, uh, Craig, you should go up ahead since you've got the skill. I'll go check it out. Okay, so you're going to... I was just looking for clarity on whether that should just kill indiscriminately. <laughs> yes. somebody. It's uh, a your call kind of thing. No, no, he's just going to kill them. He's just going to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I creep into the darkness. Uh, so you are sneaking. Roll me a stealth, if you don't mind. It is a non-natural 20. Nice. Okay. So you are creeping along very quietly. You know, there are obstacles in your path, but you're just flowing around everything, not making the slightest sound. My my black cloak pulled about me and I slipped my blades quietly from their sheaths. Nice. Okay. And I was basically want to get close enough so I can, you know, see, see what it is and see, see if there's people. He wants to smell their brand of deodorant. <laughs> Old Spice. Yeah. Old Spice. Is that aftershave? Uh, okay. So you are continuing to creep up and not making a sound. You don't hear anything. It's strangely quiet. Could be a combination of the heavy air. Um, uh, you know, being in among all these uh, structures that uh, um, still lots of walls and lots of uh, stone and wood between you and, and what is the source of light? Like, what is it? Oh, are you are you going all the way up to the corner? Well, not not yet. I, I so I can't see. It's around there. Is it flickering? Does it seem like magical? What like? Uh, it does seem to. It seems strangely bright. Um, you know, and it could be a, an effect of the fog or the mist, um, but uh, it does seem uh, harsh. Hmm. Well, if I don't hear anything, I mean, can I make a perception rule? Uh, sure. That will be a 12. Okay. So pretty much all you can hear is is the... Uh, uh, sounds of the of the ocean, the creaking of wood, and and that sort of thing. You don't hear anything that stands out, um, or could be uh, a sign of um, activity or anything. Um, it all seems pretty pretty mundane. The light does seem to have a little sort of flicker to it. Well, I I will creep up to the corner and. Up until I hear something, if, if I hear something before I get to the corner, otherwise I will go to the corner and, you know, peek around. Okay. I'm going to move up. You're going to move up. Perfect. Just a little. As you round the corner, you now see the source of the light up ahead. The harsh lights seem both garishly bright yet somehow subdued in the palpable gloom of dusk. 
the structure that features the light seems partially intact. Uh, looks like it could have been an office or perhaps living quarters or maybe both. Either way, it seems like somebody might be there. I, I see. So uh, there's a little light symbols where it's coming from? Uh, yep. You are correct. Okay. Okay. So up here is a, actually an intact building is what you're saying. Uh, yes, mostly intact. So I will motion everybody to come up behind me. Alrighty. That building down the, down the uh, block looks intact. I'm going to creep up to the corner and see if I can hear anything. Okay. So you're moving towards the lights? Yes. Yeah, so basically, I want to be kind of flush against the building, blending in as best I can. And um, that'll be another 17 on stealth to just kind of take my time and move down the way here. Okay. All of a sudden, you detect movement. I will press myself down until as best as I can into the shadows. <laughs> okay. So someone uh, steps out. Uh, there's a little alcove or entryway up ahead uh, in between these two lights that you now see on this structure. And the person that walks out, he's, you know, a thin older man. Uh, and he just steps out into the harsh light from this uh, recessed uh, entryway. He squints in your direction, almost like he'd heard something. Um, and he seems a little bit startled um, as he is trying to look, you know, through the lights into the gloom. Um, but then uh, he sort of stretches and it, it seems like he's, you know, looking, you know, like kind of worried and looking at the lights, um, paying attention to them and just kind of, you know, checking things out. Is that you in the picture, Jerry? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> oh, <gosh>. Nice. <laughs> Careful, you're going to die first, bro. <laughs> right. Uh, let me make a note of that, bro. <laughs> I thought it was one of your glamour shots. <laughs> oh, gosh. I wish I looked that good. Headshot. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah. <laughs> So this man uh, seems to be like, you know, like he maybe heard something or saw some movement uh, and seemed really alarmed and is now uh, kind of uh, worriedly looking at these lights. He's looking at like, so the lights, are they just lanterns? Yeah, they appear to be lanterns. He looks like he's checking. Maybe he's checking to make sure they have uh, oil in them. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So, now's your time to shine, Craigar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kill, kill, kill. I want to see if I can creep around up here to the corner without him noticing me. Uh, Okay. Craigar, do you have any non lethal techniques? (laughs) What's that? Who needs them? Okay, so you're going to try to creep up to the building, um, up to the corner. So he's, uh, you know, he's kind of close. Why don't you roll your stealth here and I'll... Okay. 
currently. No, no good. No, uh, I got another one. Oh, I can't show you. There we go. How? <laughs> so that is an eight. You know, in other games, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. At Jerry's table, you just. Yeah. And these, these, are the, these, these are the same dice. So just so you know, they're, they're balanced. <laughs> they're they're good dice, but they are me. not fair. <laughs> <laughs> they just know that I'm not the evil DM today. So oh, like, uh, I see. Okay. it comes back. Maybe they're just they're tuned. Yeah, players. You gotta roll consistently poorly, like me. Uh, no matter the situation. Um. So uh, as you uh, start to make your move towards the corner, uh, you see that he uh, startles again. And he squints off into the gloom in your direction. And then you see uh, his eyes open wide. And he's definitely alarmed to see some movement, uh, you know, of what appears to be a, a you know, humanoid figure uh, off in the distance. And he begins waving his arms wildly overhead. And you can hear him shouting at you, you damned fool! It's almost dark. They're going to kill you. And he looks momentarily hesitant uh, back at the lanterns, back behind him, and then back to you. And then he's like, run, run, run to me now. All right. Well, that's all that takes. I'm running. Yeah. We're we're all going to run then. Yeah. Okay. I'll stand there while they run towards him. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Okay. So Hi. let's. I, I I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but I want to frantically look about for whatever he's scared about. Yeah. Uh, he uh, as you guys are approaching, he uh, he suddenly like turns around and turns his back to you, and uh, he looks really alarmed. He turns and he just starts backing into this this alcove, and he's you know sort of mumbling to himself. And he's like, you know, he's like, it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. And uh, you can see him sort of just cowering uh, in in the recessed. Uh, you meet the nicest people in Vadragan. Really <laughs> you do. really do. You can't. You can't beat them. Um, Vadragan nice. That's what they say about them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then as you uh, are trying to make sense of his uh, erratic behavior, um, you uh, see some movement up ahead and you hear this low, uh, mournful, uh, very disturbing howl. And all of you will need to roll me. Oh, no. A wisdom saving throw. No, I don't God, like that. My Jerry, I, I think there's a mistake. <laughs> uh, I got a 17, Jerry. Okay. Nice. At a perfectly average 10. Oh, I got a 19. Wow. Yay. Okay. Uh, Krager, what did, what did you get? Wow. A three? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Uh, okay, so Kragar and Alar, uh, <sighs> you are now frightened, and you cannot move towards 
the creature that you now see step in front of you. You can roll again on your turn, but for right now, let us do some initiative. How does that sound? Mm, that that sounds, sounds like a amazing. plan, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was saving my roll for this. <laughs> Were you? So you That's can be good. scared. I don't need to move towards my opponent. <laughs> Let's see. Get you guys added to the list here. And there we go. Feel free to add your own digits. And why is it not? That's been a bugger for me. Yeah, sometimes you got to just double click it to get on it. <laughs> You gotta yell at there it. There it goes. So looks like let me sort this. We have Alar with a twenty-three, Triss with a twenty-one, Brokos twenty-one, bad thingy fifteen, and Kragar nine. Consistently rolling poorly, Kragar. I, I've just switched my dice out. <laughs> okay, good. Wow, good for you. Uh, you got to take action. Um, it's Cherry. I think Cherry's cursed. I could be. I mean, the campaign is bleeding over into the real world. <laughs> I really wanted to go first. Like you could have seen something, but oh well. <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll have to wait to see something. Uh, maybe, maybe next time. Uh, if I don't die. <laughs> so you, uh, this man, still cowering. He looks like he maybe uh, was affected by. Uh, this uh, strange howl that this creature emitted just seconds ago. And um, what you see, the thing that terrified him and howled at you uh, is a large dog-shaped creature with unnaturally distended jaws and glittering black eyes. It takes a step into the light toward you and the retreating man, you can see its dark body seems to be smoking like tendrils of darkness surround it like a slithering aura of shadows. It stops then on the edge of the light, ignoring the whimpering man and his focus solely on you. There we are. So top of the order, Alar, you are frightened. Okay. So that means I cannot move towards it. You cannot move towards it, and you would have disadvantage on uh, things. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Okay. I will strum my mandolin and quickly pen a tune of this creature and how it is going to fall to us. It gets to roll a charisma save. Okay, that is a 15. Yeah, it makes it. Makes it? Okay. <laughs> okay. As my bonus action, I will use my brand new mantle of inspiration. Mm. <laughs> All of my friends will gain five additional hit points from my wondrous presentation and can each move their full speed as a bonus action right now. Wow. Okay. That's You're cool. Right now, huh? Yep, as a reaction. Oh, so I can close. You yep. can close. Okay. My full speed. 
That, yep, that you is, can move up to your speed without provoking its opportunity attacks. That is very oh, handy. Okay. But I, but yeah, but we, I couldn't move towards it. So correct. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. So those two are. I guess I could flee. Yeah, you could flee. Bye, Gregor. <laughs> See ya. Uh, that's uh, yeah. Okay. Very. You're well welcome. Done. Yeah, that was very cool. That's a new thing, huh? That's a new thing. Very cool. Um, well, but I could move. A, well, you could move lateral. You could move up to gain a shot yeah, on it. Better. Yeah. Uh, so, end of your turn, Alar. You can yep. roll to uh, see if you can break this frightened condition. That is a mighty four. <sighs> and doesn't quite do it. Um, That's fine. <laughs> so, Tris. are you afraid of the reviews? Is that what? The- <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm. You know, feeling anxious about the song that I wrote. It clearly right. wasn't up to snuff. Right. <laughs> your turn, Tris. Okay, so I can use a bonus action before my normal. Yes. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to use a bonus action to um, do a fainting attack. And you can spend one superiority die and use a bonus action on your turn to add the total to the damage roll and to gain advantage on your next attack roll against a chosen creature. So that's nice. So superiority die first. Is a six. I will take that. Very good. And I roll with advantage. Um, that is a 19 plus, I think it's four. Yeah, 19 plus four. So 23 to hit. Uh, that will definitely hit. Okay. So then uh, 1d8, so four. Six, and so that's 12 damage. 12 damage. All right. Uh, so your blade slashes this creature and it kind of lunges away, but you feel that it's connected and you can see sort of tendrils of this dark smoke uh, kind of peel off of it and follow your blade as you uh, swing through anything else no because i used that i used my bonus action to do the special attack so i don't get a second okay is that correct somebody who's better What's at that? right yes okay. he, yes use your second attack to so your bonus action you used to use that so you wouldn't be able to use it offhand okay then i am done Brokos, you see Triss right. uh, strike the creature. Seeing, I had one intention, but seeing that it seems to be of some kind of evil nature, I'm going to take a step back, and you will see a large beam come out of the sky, a moonbeam, and strike down it, and it needs to do a constitution saving throw. All right, constitution, huh? I knew you were a dirty hippie. <laughs> so that is uh, a six that fails so it will take a moonbeam it will take 10 points of radiant damage 10 points of radiant and every time 
on its turn, unless it moves out, if it starts its turn in there, it takes the damage as well. Wow. Okay. That's very cool. That also a new thing, huh? Yeah. It's a second level spell. Yeah. So it shoots her and you Creature enters a spell area for the first time or returns on it, starts there, and is engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain. Uh, searing pain, a moonbeam. Yeah. Awesome. So you can see uh, some of this uh, this aura that it has around it sort, sort of like starts to uh, disappear and evaporate as the moonbeam strikes it, and it just kind of growls and snarls uh, at the light and at you. And anything else? That'll be it. It's my turn. All right. So it's the creature's turn. And it is going to, um, strangely, just disappear. Oh, rude. rude. Cute. Very rude. But uh, fortunately for you guys, the fun is never ends. And oh, of course, creature pops up. It's actually behind. really generous when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> behind. Is it, this, is it the same creature? Uh, it appears to be very similar, but you can't tell if it's the same or not. It looks slightly smaller. Do they have name tags? Uh, this one, do you see dots on them? I put yes. Dots yes. On them. Okay, so the first one was red. It was red, yep. Yep. Well, I guess for the purposes of being frightened. Ah, good point. So one of them frightened me, but if it's it's not that same one, then I'm not frightened of him. Good point. Uh, Yes, I believe that would be true. Okay. That Um, is so wonderfully player-centric technical. <laughs> uh so it rolls a 24 to hit you just misses <laughs> Ooh. that's a new thing is like a better <laughs> luck <laughs> next time <laughs> this is 5e not pathfinder right okay rolls pretty low uh six damage to you Kragar. and could you roll me a strength saving throw Ooh, yeah so uh, in regards to those temporary hit dice so that that you lose those first the five yes. points would come yes. off first yeah okay so i like then I really only lose one. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Uh, it'll be a six. You're amazing. <sighs> so you uh, are knocked prone as well. Oh, wow. Um. And just to let you know that the party's just starting, one pops up behind Alar. Rude. Uh, with a green dot. And, so this must be the they that he was talking about. Uh, probably. Oh, now you point that out, Brokos. <laughs> he listened. Did I think that out loud? It's not, it's not really so helpful, but, you know. Uh, okay, so... Uh, that is a natty 20, I am sorry oh, to say. Oh, no. Uh, I'm rolling much better, too, so Wait, that's not good. Me or against Alar? Against Alar. Alar. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I said Craigar. Oh, Alar. 
that is 17 damage. Ooh, what? Why, Cherry? Yikes. Uh, and roll me a strength saving throw. Oh. Just to add insult to this tremendous yeah. injury. 15. You made it. Yes. Somehow. The strong wood. Right. I could play on my back if I needed to. <laughs> but I don't have to. You don't have to. Um, okay. So you are in pretty rough shape. And that's all that's going to happen except um, they both also disappear. Fade that away. Works. Kragar, your turn. They disappear, huh? Uh-huh. They can do that twice in one round? Come on, Jerry. Yeah, but there were different dogs. Though. Different dogs, yeah. Different dogs. But they faded in and they faded out? Uh, they just attacked. So, so it was just... I, I, because I don't... Well, first of all, can I make a roll then, like... To know what they are, uh, you certainly can. I'm gonna let you uh, have some leeway. I have no idea what they are. <laughs> <laughs> that is my third natty one of the game. Uh, wow! Geez. So I, I am going to assume that they're just invisible, and I, I want to basically I want to use my bonus action to I'm going to say disengage because I'm assuming he's there. And I want to disengage down here and then make a blind attack at the one that must surely be between Alar and myself. <laughs> surely be there. Rhaegar, okay. why are you attacking me? <laughs> Just shows up and starts swinging wildly. I will flail, it. I will flail back at him. Windmill. So, uh, okay. You would roll with uh, disadvantage on that. I, I would, but I have flank, so that I would. So that balance. Correct. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Very good point. Uh, so as I slash with my rapier with a, an impressive, mighty eleven, do I make contact with anything? No, not a thing. Uh, so either it has moved, or you are. Oh, I don't know. Um, just missed it. Hmm. Puzzling, isn't it? <laughs> Very puzzling. Uh, uh, well, that's what I have. I, I, I mean, unless I can sense it somehow or s- smell it. Smell it. Um, no, you uh, you uh, missed it. One reason or another, you don't know. Might not be there, or you might have I just scowl. Uh, yeah. Scowl. Come back, creature. General direction of the creature. Uh, it is now Alar's turn. Okay. I'm going to move back. Oh, uh, Kragar, you should roll to see if you become unfrightened. Right. Uh, probably not quite yet with an eight. <laughs> <laughs> no. You, you need, You're amazing. Yeah, you need a break. Uh, Seriously. Maybe I'll bring out some different dice. <laughs> Do you have any? <laughs> I mean, these are just like my, my you know, mm-hmm. they're on the bench dice here. So, yeah. well, just leave those for Pathfinder next time. Yeah. Yeah. 
throw them away or throw them away. Get out um, your fancy dice. You should be using your fancy dice for this anyway. Uh, you're going to need something. You're going to need it. Alar, what are you doing? Okay, so I'm stepping back five feet, and I'm going to uh, strum a power chord and cast Thunder Wave. Ooh. Uh, so it would basically... That, that whole section, that whole 15-foot cube would uh, be affected. Okay. So any creature in it gets to make a constitution save. All righty. Um, and that is a two, so I'm guessing that did not work. Oh, sweet. Okay. Well, then that is going to do uh, five points of thunder damage, and uh, the creature is pushed 10 feet away. All righty. And would it, if it's invisible, it'd show itself. Yeah, it says that in the description too, Jerry. <laughs> Ethereal and invisible creatures are... <laughs> right. Uh, I don't believe no? you. No? You don't believe me? I don't. Well, but no. you said they're pushed away? Pushed away 10 feet. Like, would it be pushed into me? Uh, I think you'd roll a dice to decide which way it goes, doesn't it? Or away from where I, you I, are. I think it would be, I would be the center and yeah. wherever it is. Yeah. Well, but I'm that direction. it and, I mean, assuming it hasn't moved. Uh, yes. So I'm going to say that it does uh, tumble into you. Oh, okay. And we'll say that it uh, gets knocked around, um, but you definitely move out of the way and it's now... Um, so you made contact with it and it, you believe it's behind you now. Hello, my friend. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Uh, so, and you said five damage? Yes. All right. Something. It is something. No, that's very good. You're, uh, very useful, uh, for a bard. And, uh. What? <laughs> <laughs> Tris, it's now your turn. So I have a couple of questions. One, what's the ground like here? Um, it is pretty uh, kind of rain-soaked uh, grass. Grass. Yep. Sort of short, uh, stubbly, not, not the thickest uh, well, carpet of helpful. grass. But... Um, Yes, there's grass and some, you know, mud and stuff like that mixed in. Okay. So second question, can I roll to see what these are, if I know what they are? Uh, sure. What would I be rolling? Um, I, I would let you uh, sell me on something, but maybe like history or uh, arcana or something. History. It's always history. Uh, You're talking to a history major here, so I know how important history is to know everything. I just rolled a 20. Oh, wow. Want to give that dice to Krieger? (laughs) No, (laughs) I want to use it. (laughs) (laughs) He will drain it of its vitality. (laughs) I'll give a little plug. This is the Khan of the North dice. Oh. Nice. Lucky. lucky. Are you the only one who got received a, a set of those dice? No, I I have one of those too. I actually oh, here yeah. in my tray. You should uh, maybe you should check it out. That, um, so yeah, uh, you have heard of these creatures. Um, 
especially recently with uh, the craziness up north in the Thuringari Isle Islands. You know, you've heard of, you know, all sorts of strange creatures sort of coming out of the out of this, you know, permanent fog that has engulfed their, you know, pirates' homeland. And uh, you believe it's what they called a shadow mastiff, which is a creature of the shadow fell, um, sort of, you know, dog-like, but evil, and, uh, you know, can disappear and reappear uh, kind of, uh, on a whim, but the thing that you do know, you do remember that they do not like light. Cool. So I do have a, that the moonlight is moonlight. Moonbeam is like a pale light. So yeah, it's not a light spell. Just listen. so that's why he left. I'm sure of it. Uh, so yeah. it's I'm pretty confident that the dog is not still standing in the moonlight then uh no uh that would be your guess anyway (sighs) from what you know uh you think it would be hard for it to have disappeared uh if it was still standing there all right well i i'm hoping that means that i won't get Injured. I, I'm trying. Sorry, I'm trying to move myself on the shared screen instead of the actual. <laughs> like, why I can't I move? and I, yeah, I didn't didn't mention it because I'm already have enough things to embarrass myself with. So I'm going to move up into the beam of light. Okay. And hope nothing happens to me with that. You are. Uh, you are a. Uh... No, I'm just kidding. It'll say this. Um, It's on there right now when a creature enters the spell's area for the first time. Oh. That's a DM call, though, because it's still there right now. Uh, What was the the check on it? It would be a uh, constitution saving throw. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll let you make it, make the con saving throw with advantage if you want. I mean, and it hurts all creatures, not just... It just says a creature. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's a 17 and plus, so 18. Okay. That, so you take calf damage. Oh, man. Oh. Hey, right. man. I'm sorry. I say quickly, stay, no, no, stay away from the... Well, I, don't, I don't know what this thing is. There's just moon... I like moonlight. Yeah, yeah I like moonlight. All right. Sure. Must be that infernal part of you, huh? It burns slightly. <laughs> it. Okay, <laughs> so you take uh, five points of damage. Which is... Uh, radiant damage. Which is just what we have, the bonus, right? The yeah. Isn't that what yes. we got? Yeah, right? yeah that's yeah. right. All right. So I'm just normal now. Normal and, hit points. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and try doing a blind hit. Uh, north or south of you? <laughs> I'm going to say south. Okay. And so rolling with disadvantage. Um, that's a, now I got, sorry, I have too many tabs open. Where did it go? That is a 16. That is a hit. Oh, did I actually hit something? You did actually hit something. Wow. 
Nice. All right. So that's a 1d8. So that's three damage. Minimum. I rolled minimum damage. Okay. And, but now I could do my second, my bonus attack, bonus hand. Yep. Uh, That's not going to hit. That's a nine. Uh, yeah, your second swing is a miss, okay. but, uh, you definitely made contact and you heard it kind of, uh, sort of yelp and snarl at you. Um, so you know what's there. Okay. Um, it is now Brokos. So Beam of I, light roasting your friend. Yeah, I saw her attack something. Did I hear it? Uh, yes, you did hear it. And do I know which way she swiped, right? Uh, Yep. I'm going to move, I have as an action, I'm going to move that move beam to that spot. Oh, okay. Perfect. Um, so I need to roll again, or does it just affect yep. me? Nope, roll again. And that is an eight. That is a fail. So that is uh, 15 points of radiant damage. Wow. Wow. That hurts. That really hurts. Ten. Okay. And so, yeah, that's radiant damage. Um, very cool. You uh, definitely hear it snarling and yelping and, uh, um, it, uh, took us free action. I am going to holler there. It is there. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So it is the creature's turn. And this one is, um, sort of tired of getting, Roasted, and it just appears uh, as it steps into the light between Brokos and Triss. So um, let's see if I can actually move it to the right layer. So as it steps into the light, uh, you can see it now, and it's going to try to bite Triss. And that is a natty one. So it is done for its turn it's now in the light and all of a sudden this one appears kind of out of the gloom it just uh rushes up and is going to gosh why am i having so many problems with this it's going to attack alar sorry alar oh wow and that is a uh, 11. Nope. Nope. You guys are lucky. I think some of, uh, Kragar's luck has rubbed off on me. Um, but the one down below that went tumbling into Kragar's legs that he definitely avoided, um, is recovered and is going to try to bite him. And that is a 15. Is that exactly what I need? That is exactly Um, what you need. All right. Let's see. That is only a three. So um, three damage to you, Kragar. And this little fella here down by you is going to disappear. And now it's your turn, Kragar. I refuse to be outshadowed by some magic curse. <laughs> so I'm going to do the same thing. I'll maneuver this way and then uh, try to take him out. Okay. So you are flanking with 
ALR on the one that attacked him and is still visible. So that is a net a 20. Wow. Nice. See, con of the north. <laughs> no, that was. <laughs> I'm staying with the dice. It's like when you, when you play the slots, you don't you don't switch. It. <laughs> it comes back around. Uh, so nice that you're such an expert gambler. Then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so because I have advantage on him because he's visible, I get my sneak attack. Nice. Yep. Uh, and that is not going to be amazing. I see nine, ten, eleven, twelve, there. fifteen damage. Fifteen damage. That's nice. Um, and then I'm going to attack him again with my short sword. Ouch. Ouch. And that will be a 22 to hit. That is definitely a hit. But that is only going to be, I don't get the bonus on that. So that is only going to be four damage. Okay. Still, uh, you can see large, uh, tendrils of this shadow uh, shadowy creature sort of break off from it as you swipe through it and uh, did some serious damage to it. Um, leer at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alar. Oh, did you roll? Did you make your last check? So you're not afraid of the first one? Uh, oh, each think, of us? Yeah. I'm Everybody? still afraid of the first one. Okay. No, me too. Oh. So that's still just a seven. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so that's, that, that's going to be the one over by Triss, though, right? Yep. Right. Okay. So, Alar, it is your turn. Okay. Uh, well, get your graphics engine ready, Jerry. Uh, oh, I am no. going to cast a silent image. I'll strum a few chords and summon the image of a 10 foot by 10 foot bonfire. Right here. Oh shoot! I'm in the wrong thing. Who's working the pyrotechnics for your show? Uh, I I love it. Um, let's see if I can make a ten foot uh-huh. by ten foot. Well, using my face is always acceptable, Jerry. <laughs> there should be All a right. fire in the library. That's what I was thinking, right? Yeah. All right. That's too big, though. Yeah, it, the fire itself is. Oh yeah. Ten, yep. But it's gonna cast bright radiance for what? Yeah. Thirty feet. I'm creating a very bright bonfire here, Jerry. Okay. There we go. So now, tell me what that does. It lights up the whole alleyway. Okay lit up the alleyway and now uh let's see bright light for how no shadows in any direction oh my goodness gracious just that's how we roll man that's how you roll destroying all my hopes and dreams for these poor dogs. I'm just trying to stay alive. You attacked me. (laughs) We were just slinking along in the dark. Uh, (laughs) Trying to kill this old man. And, uh, okay. (laughs) Oh, totally lost the concept of how D and D works. Hi guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, so that was nicely done. The alleyway is lit up. Uh, all of the creatures are exposed and Triss, it is now your turn. 
All right. Well, I am just going to take a swipe at this guy again, the one that's right in front of me. Oops. Let me double check and see. Swiping away. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'll just, I'll just do it. Uh, plain old. Um, That's 16. That is a hit. Oh, I was not expecting that to hit. Okay. So that is one D eight. Oh, good. So that's nine damage. Wow. Okay. And then I'm going to do the bonus with the short sword. That's a twenty-two. Nice. So couple of good hits. Four. And that's another five damage. Wow. So you swipe away and you, you see that like these, these tendrils on its, you know, flanks and stuff are starting to kind of like uh, dissipate almost um, before your eyes. And it looks like something has changed. It's really hurt. Uh, you did quite a bit of damage to it. And Brokos, you can see Triss swing away and make a couple of good connections with this creature. And it seems to be very injured. Well, I am going to go over, since it's a concentration spell, I'm going to go over to Alar, my good friend, and notice that he is bleeding and his clothes seem to be torn. I am going no, to... No, not my clothes. I'm going to <laughs> cast Cure Wounds on him. Nice. The beam still stays because it's a concentration spell. Just start so, with mending. Start with mending. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have that. Seven points of, of healing back to you. Thank my friend, goodness. and as yeah, and then the moonbeam is going to stay on him, and then that's going to be that. All right, so you moved the moonbeam to him. Nope, no, nope, no. Nope. I healed Alar, but the moonbeam stays on him. So he has to. He's going to begin of his turn. He's going to make his. Uh, he failed his con, so he's starting okay. there. So this guy will take now damage from moonbeam damage. Okay. Which will be 14 points of radiant damage. Can you move the moonbeam? Yes. Because it was south of Triss before. So can you move the moonbeam and heal Alar oh, in the same turn? I thought I, it was on he had him. moved it last time. I moved it last time to him. Yeah. That was my okay. action. So okay. that moonbeam is still on him. Okay. And he did not leave it. So at the beginning of his turn, if it's still on there, he takes the damage, which is 14 radiant. And then it's a concentration, so I can cast another spell with it still being concentrated. All right. Well, I'm going to have to hope for a good roll here then because it is the Shadow Mastiff's turn. Well, then he took 14 points of radiant damage. Okay. I don't get a save or anything? Um, I think at the end of his, let's see here. Go ahead and and do the save and I'll double check here. That's only a 10. That fails anyways. So 14. 14. So this creature uh, seems to be disintegrating before your eyes as the moon, harsh moonlight uh, strikes its body. And uh, eventually it That's just, some serious moonlight. <laughs> yeah. It just sort of fades away and you can see little black tendrils um, kind of float off uh, into the, into the atmosphere and it is no more. And that is a, a save every every time it starts it in there or enters it. Oh, okay. So Perfect. it's a save for every time. Okay. 
Um, so this one is going to howl uh, because uh, it's alpha just got destroyed. Oh. And it realizes that it's like totally exposed, but it wants one last shot. And it's going to move down here south of Kragar. Wait, that's into the, the bonfire. Oh. Remember, it's that 10-foot like, square. Yeah. Okay. So uh, unless you want to have it make its will save to disbelieve the illusion. Uh, I don't think that would be good for it. Um, let's see. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I'll try that. If you interact with the illusion, then you get to disbelieve it. Okay. But uh, the light is still there. It's an Addy 20, so I think I disbelieve Ooh. I somehow disbelieve and as I pass through here I'm going to take a chomp at Kragar and that is a 15 again and that's so then I get to attack it as it leaves my space uh yeah yes you are you have a weapon on hand of course I do nine damage to Kragar silly well, I've been I've been strumming, so probably I don't actually. Yeah, you I mean you'd have yeah. to yeah. have it hand unless you cast because yeah. you have to have your hand for semantic. Improvised yeah. weapon. <laughs> you could. Not my mandolin. Throw it. No. <laughs> this is why I need to attach a blade to my mandolin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, butter knife on the end. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So this one, if it moves up and wants to attack you, it's going to go into the bonfire as well. No, that would be right by it. Okay. So it's going to charge up because it's still pretty, pretty healthy and you can hear it howling. Uh, and that is a 21. Ugh. So Jeez. five. At least it's not a nat 20. Yeah. Not a natural 20. Um, seven damage to you. And oh yeah. Kragar, uh, Alar both need to do, um, Strength saves. See if um, you not thrown. Strength saves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I fail. You both oh get knocked prone. Um, but there's no hope for them to hide, and they're still visible and now quite angry. And Kragar, it's your turn. Well, I will leap back to my feet. Have at you, Kerr. And <laughs> I don't have advantage or anything, so I will just stab him and hope for the best. Okay. Stab uh, away. Yes, 17 to hit. That is definitely a hit. Uh, for five damage. All right. Oh, that'll be a 19 to hit. Also a hit. For five damage. Wow. Two mediocre hits. Well, two mediocre hits add up to one dead and dissipated shadow mastiff. And very nicely done. Alar, you see that Kragar dispatches one of them. The other one, the last remaining one that you can tell, is right in front of you. Okay. Um, so I am prone. So does it take a move action to stand then? Uh, just half your move. <laughs> half. Yeah. Just half your move? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then I will stand. 
and um, I guess I will unsheath my blades and attack if I can. Okay. So I get a 20 to hit with my rapier, and then a 12 with my dagger. Uh, Both are hits. Wow, okay. So we're looking at six points, and so nine points total. Um, nicely done. So you take a few slashes with your rapier or a couple slashes with your rapiers and manage to do some damage. You can see little tendrils of shadowy smoke. And if I still have movement, I just move five feet. Okay. You can do that. And Triss. Well, I'm not eager to walk into the moonlight. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. And so, <laughs> oh, Brokos, tiptoe through the moonlight. Uh, hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, Tris. I'm trying to. I'm trying to scroll on this stupid shared screen again. Sorry. I think. <laughs> yep. I think I will. You can do it. Oh, I don't want to though. You're so tough. Not really. You can totally handle I'm it. You've got 28 hit still. points. Fine. <laughs> All right. I will run through. <laughs> you could hold your turn. I could, but I, I'm also not that bright. <laughs> so I run through. Now it's dead. And I attack. And so, wait, do I need, at first I need to roll for. Constitution saving throw. Constitution now. saving throw. Oh, uh, that's a 17 plus one, so 18. So you take six points of damage. Okay. Um, And then, so that's down to 22. Then I will attack. Attack the remaining. That's a 23 to hit. That is a hit. That is seven damage. Nice. And then my bonus action is a 17 to hit. Again, a hit. And that is four damage. Nice. So you can see it's in uh, pretty rough shape like the alpha was uh, just before it was dispatched. And uh, so you did your job and you took one for the team. Brokos. Who can make a moonbeam? <laughs> Cover it with radiant damage. I'm going to move it over to the last puppy. Nice. Okay. I will Do you roll. save. And geez, uh, those saves are just terrible. Um, 11, uh, 10. Nope. I'm going to take 15 points of radiant damage. Ouch. At the end of your turn. Is that a 3d6? 2d10. <laughs> Ouch. That is painful. That is painful. So is that all you're doing on your turn? Yeah. All you're doing. Yeah. That's all. Uh so it is I sing. I use my free action to sing. <laughs> the Shadow Mastiff's turn. I nod approvingly. <laughs> this beam blasts it from the sky. It looks momentarily confused, and then it just dissipates like the rest and it is also gone nice 
Nice job. Wow. I will dispel the moonbeam for safety. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Tris only had to go through it twice. So, um, well, the first time I foolishly thought, oh, well, I'm I'm probably not going to get hurt by this. And yeah, the I second time, I was like, yeah. oh. Yeah. I, I checked in- D- D&D Reddit, and it was like, yep, no, you can even yourself get hurt if you want to walk through it. Like, anybody, even the caster, could get hurt. So, yeah. And I encouraged you to do it, too. So yeah, I'm just going to fill in my head think it was a tiefling thing. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, this is the first time I cast it for all I know. I mean, it's radiant damage, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. She's devil people, so. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm going to keep my bonfire up for the full 10 minutes. I'm just going to let it go. Yeah, it's right. not a bad idea. Um, that we're out of combat. Yeah, you are out of combat now. Um, right, and the man yeah. pokes but, his head around the corner. Yeah, and he seems uh, he seems stunned by what he just witnessed. You see, you had nothing to fear. <laughs> could I, I do a cure? Uh, quickly, could I do a cure wounds? Fear. Uh, who are you doing cure wounds on? I've got. I'm going to do two cure wounds: one on Kragar and one on Alar. Okay, that would be eleven points of healing back to both of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Much needed. Um. So the man, uh, he's obviously reassessing you um, and uh, looking you up and down. Uh, that, that was close. Thank you. You have no idea what the nights have been like around here. And he's going to uh, kind of come up uh, very, very cautiously and, you know, try to stick his hand out to shake your hand, Brokos. I will shake his hand and... I am Brokos, and you are? Um, my name's Castor. I'm a Draymond for P&W. A what? what? Draymond, yeah. Uh, they basically drives a cart, um, hauling goods back and forth. Okay. So, uh... Perhaps he, we should go inside. It's like, yes, yes, uh, that's that's a good idea. But he he looks kind of scared, and he's like, it's like it's just it's just me and my family in there, um, uh, you know. But you know, I I guess I owe you. Um, there's there's food. We have food. Thank you for the hospitality. And I push <laughs> past him. Okay. <laughs> so he invites you in. He seems a little nervous uh, when you get inside. He's glancing sort of down this hallway and this uh, closed off door. And he tells you it's, you know, his, his, you know, wife and uh, uh, son and daughter are in the back room and um, you know, they've been sort of living in this, you know, prison for uh, a while. um, Just fearing to go out at night. Um, Didn't know where else to go. And they thought they had kind of figured out a system, you know, with these lights out there, they seem to be unwilling to come into the, into the bright light. And so he figured he had enough supplies to just uh, do well, his plus, thing. You know, dogs aren't very good with doorknobs, so you could <laughs> yeah. just shut the door. Yeah. So he felt like <laughs> he had a thing, but, it, you know, they had uh, broken into uh, the stables, uh, the company stables, uh, eaten all of the horse teams over the past few weeks. Um, 
you know, wow. started, people started losing pets in the neighborhood and uh, tells you even, even old Norton disappeared and pretty sure that he, pretty sure that these, uh, these foul creatures got him. Well, he had it coming. <laughs> he was, he was a drunkard. That's, that's true. He should have known better. Um, so he's like quite the hairy situation. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, obviously very indebted to you. We, uh, we owe you a debt of gratitude, strangers. Thank Axelom. You were passing through when you did. Well, we weren't exactly passing through. Oh, uh, you were headed here for some reason. I look around at other people who normally talk. (laughs) I'm not a talker. Goods have recently gone missing from the Peck and Wimby warehouse. Do you have any idea how they could have been taken? Uh, From our warehouse? Peck and Wimby crates? They have been showing up in different parts of town. Ah, that seems very odd. Yes, very odd. Under sinister circumstances. <laughs> so he's like, we we saved a small portion of the supplies when when the bombardment from the Dreadgate started. But, you know, mostly we were working on, you know, freeing some of the animals that were going to be, uh, I guess, uh, easier to uh, easier to save the others and all the supplies, all the crates, all the casks, everything it burned up. It was sad to see, but the fires did the Baron's work. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I could probably account for most everything that we saved from the warehouses. It was distributed amongst some of my workers and some of the people in the neighborhood. But and of course I saved some for myself, uh, but I don't know how that would happen. I, I don't know how anyone else would have a stockpile of P&W goods. Then perhaps we need the names of those you distributed the goods to. Sure. I, they're all good people in the neighborhood. I, I could definitely give you their names, but, you know, maybe maybe you should talk to uh, old... Uh, Beryl Coopersmith, the one that makes all the PNW crates. Coopersmith. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's his real name, but. That <laughs> yeah, sounds made up. Sounds made Was up. It, did you say Daryl? Beryl. 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 Oh, even better. Beryl Coopersmith. Cooper yeah. Beryl Coopersmith. Uh, hmm. Yeah, he tells you it's a joke. Uh, and. and <laughs> He's a old grumpy dwarf and uh, everyone just calls him Beryl or Beryl Cooper Smith. And uh, apparently he doesn't like it very much. So uh, he's like, I, I can just some- name his son Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fletcher Aerosmith. Um, so he tells you that he can do some checking and try to account for everything that they saved that night. Uh, he's pretty good with his records and record keeping, knowing that uh, eventually the city will, you know, probably get back to some semblance of normalcy. So he assumed that Peck and Wimby people would want an accounting of all of their goods for insurance purposes, of course. So 
um, he'll he'll uh, ask around now that they can freely move about their neighborhood here. Um, but he he suggests maybe checking in with uh, the old dwarf to see if he might be able to shed some light on P and W crates and casks being mixed up in some strange plot. And where is this dwarf? Oh, you just uh, head back to the main thoroughfare there, Black Silver's Way. Uh, go a couple blocks to the uh, north, and you can't miss it. Uh, you'll probably be able to tell by the smells of wood and pitch. That should let you know when you're close. Uh, big sign, uh, uh, you know, big uh, uh, letters on the outside says Buell and Sons. Can't miss it. This whole time I remained silent, just thinking, man, Kragar was about to slit this guy's throat unknowingly. <laughs> this family inside. <laughs> 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 These shadow fell creatures that have been Papa. playing him for months. Papa, uh, where did Papa go? Just, Kragar uh, did what the shadow masters <laughs> failed to do. <laughs> Uh, I want to confirm with Caster that there it was only those three. Uh, as as far as I know, you know the the warehouses were uh, where we stored a lot of exotic animals that were shipped in for the fighting pits. Uh, we obviously missed those creatures somehow. We uh, wouldn't have let them free, but we would have tried to put them out of their misery if we could have. But apparently they found a way out themselves. This is why people should stop the trade of exotic animals. <laughs> exactly. I'm Amen. going to set up a, a zoo where I keep safe all of the creatures <laughs> that I liberate. Nice. That is an admirable uh, thing. Uh, this, this guy would definitely support that. Yeah. Um, Alar, the Mastiff King. That's right. <laughs> uh, so he Mullet is coming. It's coming. Uh, he tells you uh, you're welcome to stay the night. Um, I, I know that there's less danger out there now, but still, uh, it's not great to be out traveling at night. And I'm sure old old Barrel is probably asleep right now. So. Well, I'm sure, well. I'm sure me and my friends are quite hungry, and your family would like to hear the tale of how we vanquished the Shadow Mastiffs. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, I yes. get a 24 perform wow. in telling the tale. Nice. With embellishment. All right, so he uh, finally like invites his family out. Uh, his wife starts, uh, starts cooking. He's got, you know, teenage... Uh, son and daughter and they're all like just like enraptured by your retelling of events their kids are sitting around you and they're like clapping and you know just like a great old time is had and they seem right. besides it's everything the fact, that Alar has ever wanted yep he got the audience that he it's like much you. much smaller you know <laughs> really like you <laughs> Uh, but they seem very happy, and that is a good place to leave it for this oh. week. All righty. Yeah. With, with Alar performing. Alar mm -hmm. performing. You're welcome. The way the gods have meant it to be. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, well, good job, everyone. That was uh, quite a fight, and I, uh, again, totally impressed with how you guys handled it, and very 
nice usage. Uh, got a nat- natty 20 to uh, figure out what these creatures were. And, and then it was just uh, the end of the road for them. I figured they might run off at some point. Um, but uh, I thought my bonfire might scare them off. But Bonfire, I thought about it. But with the alpha dying, I thought maybe, maybe they just were uh, angered by that or without leadership at that point. But um, either way, good, good things to get rid of. Uh, saving the neighborhood like you guys usually do. Um, so great job. And you learn more about uh, where you need to go on your quest. Old Beryl Coopersmith. We're coming for him. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll see. Don't you guys. love it as a DM when you have to come up with the name on the fly? Yeah. <laughs> that was not on the fly. And it wasn't even on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I try to work in little, you know, things that make me smile. So <laughs> I thought about this grumpy old dwarf that uh, everyone calls him Beryl Coopersmith because he makes barrels, but that's not his real name. And I thought oh. that'd just be part of his part that's of his pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that you thought it was just screwed up on the fly. So. Well, just question, not to, by no, by no fault of Craigar, because he is who he is. What would happen if he would have slit his throat? <laughs> that is a great question. I guess he probably would have interrogated his totally frightened oh. family. <laughs> and oh. uh, moved the story along not the way. Not saying he would have, I'm just saying... He doesn't just randomly kill people. <laughs> he was he was moving up though. I, I know what he was just trying to assess the situation. Yeah. Blades were out. Good. Good. Yes, <laughs> they were. I have just three cats, case. so I know how they like to you know sneak up on things and pounce, and that's that's exactly what it felt like to me. He was full on sneaking mode and ready to pounce, but because I know he was wanting to use some of his new powers. So <laughs> yep. I bet I could have one shot that guy. Most impressive. I'm sure oh, and then yeah. we would have been singing that tale. Yeah. Right. Flawless victory. <laughs> who <have gotten laughs> death of who, the common man. Who got the short straw to explain that to his family. And oh uh, yeah. We don't know what happened. Maybe I would have spun it. I don't worry. I would have, <laughs> He came out of nowhere. Yeah. It would have ended up being a, being a hit no matter what. But um, <laughs> good job, everyone. Uh, have a great week, and we will see you next time. All right. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying our adventure. To show your support for this podcast, please leave a rating or review on your preferred podcast app. Also, be sure to check us out at DungeonPatrol.com.